Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Yes, today we're joined by Glenn's Vodka Premiership Manager Month for October, Derek oh, McKenna. Legend, guys. By the way, we need to turn the lights down a wee bit, mate. It's sort of, my skin's getting a wee bit caught out. Isn't it? What was it you said? What? He's got a face of Doug on the light. Are you, what? Honestly. Honestly. No. I think you look really smart. I like your jacket. Do you? Know? We reach one. Is that what you wear at the side? I did. No. What do you go for? I go to Cutter Shops by Reese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I used to go to Reese when I was at Morton. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we need to say thanks for hospitality to come oh, on. Like. Food, pretty chicken. We had a lovely wee mushroom soup. Best we've been at in any club, innit, mate? 100%. Thanks very much, because you set that up. Nice to know. Nice uh, to know thanks for setting that up, mate. I appreciate it. Well, obviously, John, before I've asked you a lot of football questions, I want to get a wee bit about you personally as well. So, like, what would be your what would be your drink, your Christmas? What would you go for? Do you know what? I'm red wine, probably what I'd stick to. You know what I mean? Um, a wee mile bit. That's uh, anything really. Yeah, I like Pinot Noir, I like red wine. You like your red wine, don't you, uh, mate? So, uh, it's more a winter drink for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that through the winter months. You whiskey? You? I like a wee whiskey, ginger beer. I'm starting to. Whiskey and a bit of rum sometimes. Um, a wee bit of ice and. Ah, uh, we're starting uh, to as you get older. I love that in Brew Wicked. That moustache <laughs> makes you look a bit older, doesn't it? <laughs> do, 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 be honest, because you are a stylish guy with giant terrible. No. It's all right. No, you look like a bad dude at uh, Ocean's Eleven, but something like that. Uh-huh, right. uh-huh, no bad, bad. guy. Uh-huh. Do, uh-huh. do you still have a wee drink after the game with managers? Nah. Does that still happen? No. Because we're all driving now, do you know what I mean, as well. Um, occasionally, there's a few um, would still come in. I just leave it open now because a lot of managers don't come in. I know, I'll just say, come in if you want before the game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can get a wee bit tetchy, but I always think it's nice to have a a blur of a manager some managers more than others clearly and there's some managers you, you like spending a bit of time with who do you like spending time with? Uh, in the Premier League you know uh-huh. the majority of them the majority the guys of them. are aye talk maybe not talk <laughs> brilliant the game we've played against each other wasn't he was coming out to get half wasn't he nah he, to be fair he wasn't he? no he wasn't he well he said he wasn't he it was a joke but wasn't it uh, it was a joke. joke I shouldn't have said half of that but mm, oh, what are they doing there aye so we always do the electric chairs coming out it's your last day on earth what's your last meal ever start a main dessert and a wee song you know, I like, I'm going to add because it's Christmas a wee song of your point. choice as well your last song right. ever to see you we'll be there or not to see you mate <laughs> won't we yeah we'll be to there you. <laughs> start I would be some do you know my main course would be a like some Indian king prawn curry type thing. It's dangerous. Chilli and lime. How? Nah. My stomach. Nah. Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're drawing about yet. Um, I'd need to, can I think of that starter just say as well? Mm-hmm. What did you go for starter just to sort of get this? Mine was uh, scallops. A wee bit of pancetta for it. Yes. Go for that. See, you said, I don't get it. These are normal. You're Similar doing, guys, culture no, you're guys, are you? Cult- guys, it seems like the high years have got your changing a wee bit with the food choice, isn't <laughs> 100%. it? 100%. Need to deal, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine your mind that. There's scallops in a Monday. Chocolate chips and beans. What? Dessert. Um, probably like a tart to tan, pear tart to tan with clotted cream. What's that? A tart to tan? What's a tart to tan? Tart to tan, isn't it? Or an apple tartar tan, something like that. Oh, lovely. Oh, what about Christmas? What you doing? You've got obviously, was it two boys you've got? Jack, three Harry, boys. Three Jack's one. nearly 25, Harry's 19, Charlie's 16, so we'll just have it in the house. Um, um, my mum used to come around before she passed, but uh, Nicholas, my wife's mum and dad, will come around maybe on the Saturday in uh, the morning, exchange presents, but we just have dinner on our own. Normal. Lovely. Aye, so we're, this year we're actually get a day off. 
because the way the fixtures are fell, 23rd we're in for the game and Christmas Eve off Christmas Day and Boxing Day game 27 so it's better We're playing Albion Overs on Boxing Day mate. Do your training Christmas Day? We're only part time mate so, so we'll we train two days before and then turn up for a game. Right. I always said when I was a player that they should stop it at Christmas for a good time but see as a, as a good pundit myself and as a fan of the effort I love it being on. I love the I think it's the such a season. It's synonymous, isn't it, with the festival. You need games. 100%. You know what I mean? mate, 100%. And, I, and I actually think it's hardly a, a big ask to ask players to come in and train. You know what I mean? Take you away from the family for a, a couple of hours. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's not a big deal for me that. Um, I just always worry about the excess. Sometimes you know, there's family around and then it's like five, six o'clock at night and the days start to drag on. If you were playing in Boxing Day, then you always try to say to the players, start to try and be that professional. Would you just go to a hotel? On Christmas no, Day? never. At West Brom we did. Manager yes. used he used to always he had his training at five o'clock, Gary Megson. He used to say like He hates his family, family, Gary Megson. You can <laughs> tell he's that type of guy, yeah. He was probably <clears throat> and uh, he used to bring us in um five o'clock and then just wherever we're home and away we'd stay in a hotel so he could then control everything after that. You know? I actually loved it, mate. I loved it. You I? look at me but like Gary Megson. <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to love getting in training Christmas. I, I felt dead. We went at Christmas came along. I used to sort of not like the fact that you couldn't get a hold of your pals or anybody or the teammates because it was your family. So the fact that you're in in Christmas, training in and away to hotel, I loved it. No, pretty tough. Not for me. Not for right, me. in at the football, mate. Manager of the month for October, but we're well past that. How do you reflect on the probably halfway point of the season? Done great, mate. No, do you know what? I th- it's probably like every manager, um, there's a few points we feel so have um, kind of chucked away a wee bit. But by and large, I think the level of performance has been so much better, um, you know, stats compared to where we were last year, more goals, more clean sheets, um, far more points, um, less goals conceded, everything, don't get me wrong, last week is ha- last season's hardly a good reference for us, last season we were terrible, I didn't enjoy last season at all, um, it was a big effort just to make sure we stayed in the league, but I actually feel this time around that we can, every day we've got a better level of player in the building, better level of person. Um, the, the, the boys last season did extremely well and knocked their pan in, but I actually feel we've got more of a kind of connection with Kilmarnock now rather than over-reliant too many loan players last year, to be honest. But I think this year, I think with um, the league's tight, it's it's obviously fiercely contested. There's not a lot between a lot of the teams. So we're just searching for that consistency and just trying to get us to... I just want us to carry ourselves like a top six team. Do you know what I mean? I want us to feel like a top six team all the time and perform like a top six team all the time. That's the challenge to the players because they've shown against a lot of teams this season and a level of performance has been good, but but it's to do it all the time. So have, have you changed anything yourself or is it just purely based on players that have came in? Uh, uh, I think I'm, I'm probably more confident in what we've got. You know, even I think I could, last year, we could maybe be debating through the week with the staff about picking Teams, I'm no, I'm no way to cry the lads last year because it's it was me put the squad together, um, um, but we were up against it fairly on coming up, um, and a lot of time you just weren't sure you didn't have the same maybe maybe level of trust and performance. A lot of young boys in the team, a lot of players playing, playing Premier League for the first time. Whereas this time around, I feel even the ones who played here last year are better again for having had that, and I think the ones we brought in have been um, have helped raise the level. So there's a kind of confidence like. Even now, Wednesday, going into the game Saturday, I could probably have three or four different teams in my mind for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel every one of them would could win as a game, do you know what I mean? So that's a better feeling for a manager. There's nothing worse than a manager. And, and I remember um, before, sometimes you sit in the dock, going to games, and or travelling the hotel on a Friday, and every team you're writing down, you just weren't sure it was going to be good enough, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's due to injuries, due to the circumstance of the squad. So I think that, Confidence obviously comes for us and comes for how we work. Um, I've always thought my teams are competitive, so and we're competitive side of it helped us in the end. The team spirit came right out at the end of that at the end of last season, but the demand shifted this summer. Nobody knows that more than me. It's like you get a wee bit of grace. Well, it's not really my team. There was a lot of boys under contract. They did the job, right? What's next? And what's next has to be better. And and it has so far up until now has been. The, the recruitment in the summer was incredible. Is it? Do you do all the recruitment yourself, or have you got people you've brought in to sort of help you with so that? So last summer when we uh, after we came up, we, we didn't have anybody helping at all. Sure. So it was me scrambling about, running about my pants and fire, trying to sign players, um, looking at players, looking at all different videos, players recommended, 
and it was just not a good way to work. You know, I mean, a club like Kilmarnock should be far better than that. Um, I tried to get the guy I've got now, Ross Richardson, who I worked with before at Aberdeen and Bristol City, um, but he was contracted to Liverpool. So it was either get somebody else in um, or wait for Russ further down the line and just try and take it on yourself. And to be fair, we did. Um, we've managed to get a few good ones. You know, we looked Chambers, Ben Crescene, um younger ones and loans did really well. Um, but this summer was different. This summer I had Russ doing the work seven, eight months. Your recruitment doesn't get done the first day of the close season. Your recruitment for next season gets done six, seven, eight months before that. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? And Russ, thankfully, had been working on a lot of the stuff that we, we managed to get in now. And, um, but getting Lewis Mayo signed for Rangers was a brilliant one for us. Um, he'll play for Scotland for me um, in time. A good deal, huh? Yeah, player. he will. Wow. He's been outstanding this season. Um, Stuart Finlay, who was everybody knew here anyway, mm -hmm. was a good one. Robbie Dees was a good um, signing for us. Free transfer, left-sided centre-back, ready to go and play in the Premier League. Corey and Dabo on loan, two keepers. I remember um, I was still on holiday and we were due to be back training pre-season about nine days' time and I had one defender and no goalkeepers. Um, so it wasn't it without its stresses or its challenges. But I really like the two goalkeepers we've got. Um, obviously, Will Dennis was in the building before Kieran Ahara and has not done anything really. He's with one, two mistakes. He made a mistake against Hearts and a mistake at Dundee in the last minute. But other than that, a young goalkeeper has been in different class. So, and we brought boys in that I knew really, Mally Watkins, Matty Kennedy. These were quite straightforward ones. Kel McGuinness, a boy I've known for a long time as well. So I felt added to the squad we've got, we made some sensible signings, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? And then you're hoping that likes of wee Danny and that can carry on his form from the season before. And the one I'll admit, because I played that position, you played that position, wee Watson's a star, isn't he? Done brilliant. What means <clears> golf? Uh, Aberdeen. Incredible. Do you know what I'll be? That'll be the difference for him, uh, Slaney, to be honest, for what he's going to have a... He's, he's going to have a good career, but whether he can go and have a really good career, it will be the, the goals. Um, Do you score goals? No. But you're a better player than him. Um, I think B. Davey uh, is one who's all action. He's been somebody that we were drawn to right away when we came in. He's been training with the first team since I came in. Um, captain of the youth team, captain of the 18s, captain of the reserves. Um, he just uh, he just gets it. You know, I mean, he just plays wholeheartedly and. But he needs to get, he's better sometimes in his shows in terms of being a wee bit more subtle with his feet and the goal with Pataudry was different class. That was incredible. Can, um, he missed a great chance against Hearts the week before and we tried to do a lot more work with him individually and try to be a wee bit more calmer in that last last, last part of it. Um, but if he can score double figures then, you know what I mean, because he, he does everything else really well. That's what Lewis Ferguson added to his game, uh -huh. the winner was goals. You see obviously how we're going to go into Lewis, but, but this season Dale you've beat Celtic twice, Rangers, you beat Aberdeen twice. What's it? How do you get that belief into your players? Not just that they compete against sort of the old firm, but you can actually then go and beat them. Well, it's a selling job, isn't it? A lot of the time, you've got to take confidence for maybe your form, take confidence for how you work Monday to Friday. I'm a big believer in that. Um, you know, players can't always play their way into the team through their training, but they can play their way out of the team. And I do mm. think training is really important. Um, I think tactically and physically players need to go into a game three o'clock on Saturday ready to play, but mentally they've got to be ready to compete. We were we went away from home last season far too many times. Our home record was great, but away from home and we just kinda no rolled over, but it was almost like didn't have any real conviction that anything we're doing. Lose the first goal. Um and it all seemed a bit too much for us at times. Whereas this season, this time around, even though we've not won loads of in the road, but competing far better we've still got the home form and beating good teams I think you've got to do a lot right you know, mm -hmm. beating Celtic twice Rangers Aberdeen twice that I think the players take confidence for each other around then we're doing to be honest I think they see we've got a good team and they should do um, and I, I want them to believe that they're not in a relegation battle um, and I want them to believe that they're fighting for top six before we're actually do well, I mean, we're doing it for the first uh, roll of the ball but don't want us to wait until five, ten games to go and say, oh, we could have made top six. You know, I want us to act that way in the now. And I actually think the players have took a lot of confidence, but I think they take confidence for, you know, it's like you've all been involved in squads when you think, Christ, who's the manager signed now? And he's hopeless or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? And every time one of them comes in, every time you sign somebody, it's no good. 
that that can f everything feeds off that. Do you know what I mean? And people, boys judge people right away. Usually, players saying that about us. Well, it? You, <laughs> <get> <laughs> you sign a good one, and you sign another good one, and you get another good one. And you go, I mean, all of a sudden, we've got a proper squad here. I'm working with less players than I did last year. The squad's tighter, but for me, it's better. You know what I mean? We've got better options. Did you see Stu Finlay on open goal when he came on? Did you watch it now? No, but he kept calling me dirt, I heard. Did he? <laughs> aye, 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 aye. Somebody put him up though, didn't they? Somebody aye. did put him up. Aye, cause he did. I think he was put him up because he said... But see, your Kelly team, when I watch it, I've said it on the podcast, it's actually starting to look like your Aberdeen team, I think. Aye, I think... Um, the pace in the way there is. Real pace at the back. Um, like I say, I've got good confidence in my, my goalkeeper. I've always liked to try and have young players in the team and, and Watson's been a big plus for us. I think we've got brilliant legs, athleticism through yeah. the middle of the park. I like to play with wingers, you know, my, my best Aberdeen teams was either Niall, Johnny, uh, uh, Ryan Christie off a side, Gary Mackay-Stevens, Greg Stewart. We had always had good players who could carry the ball um, and Matty and Danny, I think, um, give us that a lot of the time. But um, a lot of the time you're only as good as your front two, a lot of times, and, and I just feel as though like Marley and Vass, they're the only players we've got in the th their 30s, um, but they know their way about the pitch, they know... They're strong boys, even though they're not their best, they can cause defences problems. I'd like us to get more goals into the team. Um, uh, but I see progression. I'd like us to progress a bit quicker than we're doing in it, but I actually think we're going the right way. Considering where we were less than two years ago, I wasn't in the job two years ago, and I, and I looked at the squad then compared to what we've got now, and I think sometimes you always want, you're looking for more and think, oh, I wish we'd that, I wish we'd that. Sometimes it's, it's important to look back or actually look what you have got yeah, now, do you know what I mean and, I, and, and you saying that um, you're not the only person that have said that to me and I actually quite like that because my Aberdeen teams were were so difficult to play against yeah. um, you yeah, know, the red arrows man yeah, but, um, we had a lot of pace I like pace in the team I'd still like mm -hmm. to get a wee bit more pace at the top end of the pitch if we could but I feel as though we've got good pace good athleticism and, and uh, decent amount of experience you know I think we've got a lot of boys between 23 and 27, 28, that, and I think they, they're the, I've always felt that you sh your team should have six, seven, eight of them should be that age. I think there's still a place for senior ones and there's still a place for the younger ones, but I think if you've got the nucleus of your squad at that age where they're still, they've done the games, but there's still improvement in them, they're still maybe looking for what's next, do you know what I mean, the next move or the next day or hungry to go and achieve something. Um, I think that age is important. He knows what he's done, doesn't he? Oh, he's a genius. See that the, the, the first game you beat Celtic. I mean, all the, the, the credits after the game was uh, defended really well in yeah. good shape. But the second time you beat Celtic, mm -hmm. you were a much better team than them. The second half, mm -hmm. chances after chances. How pleased were you with that? No, I think you're right with that. But and that's why I was so annoyed at half time the second game because you almost have to um, sell the story to your players because sometimes a lot of boys have been scared losing at Celtic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Over a period of time from I, I was here or whatever or playing at other clubs so the fact that it made a big play about how how well we'd done against them last time and how we had to let them feel us and make sure they knew we were, they were there um, and I just felt we lost initiative um, you know with the three probably best chances the first time Aye. but it, it, for me it still wouldn't it would still have papered over what we set out to do do you know what I mean we weren't um, um, brave enough or too passive um, and that's why half time couldn't come quick enough to be honest and that's why I was annoyed at the fact that we just beaten these two months ago by doing certain things and I know you're right what you say about the defensive part of it we defended deeper um, and against Celtic denied that space in behind Maeda and Kyogo um, I don't know who else played that day the first time but they all want to work that space mm -hmm. even if it's yards between the touchline and the they're still going to they still want to kill you in there they still want to run in there and that's still and sometimes, you know, you have to defend that bit deeper against them. But I like all my players in the same half of the pitch when I play Celtic. We're either all in their half or you're all in our half. Mm -hmm. And we're either all in <coughs> or we're all off it. And I just felt we were too many in between. And the lack of communication, the lack of conviction, lack of confidence from my team first half, it was, wasn't what I wanted. And second half was much better we just mm -hmm. um, took a step forward instead of taking a step back the goal didn't come right away even though we had some pressure and English so sometimes you're thinking you know, don't lose the sight of the belief or the, the, that you're going to get something for you and I thought if we got one early enough we would maybe get we would get a second one so thankfully that was the case but 
it's all right me saying what we need to do it's the players that need to go, go and do it the players it, uh, honestly I don't know you get managers saying that it's all about the players all about the players it genuinely was that day they still got to go and do what you want to be do how do you get that right through at half time but how, how do you know when to have a rant because I remember you, last time you interviewed it was just after the Arbroath game I said did you go mad at half time you went actually never I went and I was really calm yeah so how do you know when the right time is to go and get that rant and when it's time to stay calm I don't know maybe just a sixth sense a feeling what, what the players need most you know what I mean um, uh, like I, I did against the both that game we needed to calm down and settle down and, we're, and they needed to realise you know, what was actually needed in that game it just needed a bit of calmness and composure and what was it was totally different what was needed against Celtic you know what I mean we still need calmness and composure to play and that's what pleased me we didn't just stop Celtic oh, yeah, we actually yeah. played on the back of it and looked after the first pass and worked ourselves into good areas but at half time um, sometimes you can't you just got to be what you are yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was yeah. quite calm against the broth at half time because I felt we still had time to do something about it, whereas maybe the, the the opposite against Celtic was like, you know, don't waste the opportunity. If we go anywhere near in the same manner, the game's done after 55, 60 minutes. So, and I think sometimes now you, um, I had managers that would blast it, my teammates and myself, and you know, you know the ones that can take it. There's boys in my dressing room I know can take a blast. You know what I mean? There's probably others you would maybe, maybe know, might not be your best options. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, do you sit and decide what you're going to say before you go in there or do you just go in straight away like, like quite reactive or do you give yourself a couple of minutes to think about what you're going to say? No, I don't give myself a couple of minutes because I think every every minute's important and that, especially when we're tweaking things and need to get messaging across. I think, um, I, 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 I maybe take notes at times during the game but I, to be honest, I don't look at it for half time. It's just a kind of whatever I think's right, to be honest. Uh, and what I, what I felt right... I, might not be always right, but yeah. what I felt at that time was was um, we needed to um, get a rocket over us. Do you know what? Why I loved it so much. Obviously, I wanted Celtic to win, but do you know why I loved it so much? I'm sick to death of hearing when sort of Celtic like going to Europe, they can't compete because of finances. You've proved that the when they play against Celtic, that you can do well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So just I love that you've done that anyway. Sorry about that. Make a bit myself there. <laughs> Were you surprised when you were right. right. <laughs> right. yeah, breaking that one? <laughs> were you um, lying on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> were you surprised when Tony Dot left? No, 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 because it was something that we'd um, um, kind of spoke about. You know, I'd, I'd always looked to maybe try and, you know, all the top managers, you know, my, managers miles better than me, guys that I've leaned on and spoke to two or three times over the years, always said, keep changing your staff up, it's important. You know, and you've seen the top top managers do that, and uh, and I think it is important, particularly if you've been at the same club for a long time. Um, and you know, and I'd always thought about that once I'd left Aberdeen and I was enjoying the break and stuff like that. I kind of thought that maybe when I went back in, I might just be fresh myself. But the command thing came out the blue, um, and uh, to be honest, and we needed to make a, a quick decision, so um, just acted quickly and obviously. Doc was choking to get back in, do you know what I mean? He was like, heard it, heard it. <laughs> Two minutes. Um, so it felt right coming back in with Doc and Paul and, um, you know, obviously we, there's a kind of comfort about that because you, you work together and you know exactly what each other's um, roles is and Doc's got a brilliant work ethic as is Paul and it just, it just easy, it just feels normal. But we'd, um, we had, can I spoke, obviously there's a th the threat of, relegation last season as well so right up until towards the end and you know and spoke with Doc and, and obviously I'd, I'd mentioned to him that Callum had rejected the, the Dundee job um, and then a conversation came up saying um, should he go for it or would obviously he knew, he knew Gordon well as well so the result as soon as Dundee wanted to speak to him it made a lot of sense it mm -hmm. felt felt right for Doc felt right for me and it was a great opportunity for him and I couldn't be any more happier for him you want your mates to do ah, well and, and you want good well. things to happen to your pals right. and um, and he's put the good thing about coming up with Dundee sometimes you get into that first job and it doesn't matter what age you are no doc being 52, 53 or whatever and, or a young manager at 33, 34 um, you still you still need to try and um, make a success of that first one and normally you would get a, a job because it's broken or something's not right um, but the fact that you get a, a newly promoted mm -hmm. team, good players. I mean, Lyle Cameron 
uh, Luke McCowan, had uh, uh, Mulligan, three young players that would play in the majority of Premier League yeah. teams. So you've got that right away. He had some good, decent experience and he made a lot of sensible signings and I think he's been well supported and there's no way Dundee are going to get in. Like, you no. can say that, you know what I mean? So for a newly promoted team, I think they're setting about the task well. So um, I spoke to Doc this morning, we speak, um, speak regular. Um, you don't work with each other that length of time without knowing close, but he's got his job to do now, I've got mine, do you know what I mean? So. Well, the club have just announced grass pitch. The 25-26 season, this is going to... When did they announce it? Have they announced it? Don't know, it's on that sheet. Yeah, working towards that, uh, it's not official, but... Working towards that, it's not official, I don't know why it's on that sheet. Yankee's working for you, isn't it? He's my sticker book, David. <laughs> no, you boy. Um, no, are, you, uh, are you on board with that now for that? Uh, uh, no, nah, listen, the, the board are um, keeping me informed. Billy, um, we're so fortunate to have the owner we've got. We know the club, you know, he's um, Billy and Phyllis McLeish have done brilliant here. Billy's um, so eager to deliver this training ground and um, you know he's driving it, pushing it, obviously we're trying to, we've got um, just pushing for that last part of uh, permission from the council but it's good to go, we're ready to go with it once we can and see to be honest, like, we um, commander teams of the past, when Jim was here, Jim Jeffrey and that, they were training all over Glasgow and science parts and mm -hmm. We just don't don't have the facilities to do anything else here. If we want to run the academy the way we do, and you see young boys like Watson and that coming through, um, we need to have facilities. And National Turf has been crucial for the club over the years. But I think there is a feeling towards, not just from Scottish football, but certainly for the people at the club, that we, we would ideally love to get back to a grass pitch in time. Does it annoy you when managers are always complaining about that? Wouldn't they get beat? Aye. <laughs> Just an excuse, isn't it? I never complain. Nobody complains about it when they win here. Just excuses, mate. No money in win here enough, but... Davey Marlander's going to get you 500 quid for the pit. <laughs> 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 but I think it's... Uh, I think it's too easy. I mean, I, I don't know... Um, playing on Astro, mate. Aye. Ballers, isn't it? Ball players like Astro. I think certain players do like it. I hate it. But balls, I would like I'd like it to all be the same as there's all different types of Astro as well. And we actually pick up more injuries now on the back of grass. Pitches, yeah, uh, and that's just caused the adaptation with the players. The mm -hmm. players are used to training that every day, and I can see why some managers would be hesitant to play, take a risk with certain players at times. But you know, I've found that um, far better than I, th than I thought I would, to be honest. Um, it's a different type of game at times, and I used to come here with Maldine teams and Mr. Johnson teams, and sometimes your approach had to be different. Um, but sometimes I think teams taught themselves out it yeah. before they come. Uh, Do you know what I mean? And the moan about all the wee hangs, and there's a kind of negativity about it um, before they even come here. We feed off that as well, yeah. do you know what I mean? But I think in an ideal world, we would, um, you know, I think um, everybody's wanting and work towards like, having a grass pitch, but we need to have the facilities that allows us to do that. And that's what I'm grateful for and encouraged by the club and Billy, and, and in particular, is really striving to deliver this training ground. A uh, one man that will thrive on that, I saw in his back. Uh, an open goal favourite. Oh, legend. Gary McKeist. You've not brought him for his patter, so <laughs> why have you brought him back? His quality? Yeah, well, he's, there's no many times you can get a free agent of Gary's quality, and obviously he was brilliant for me. Um, he's a brilliant finisher, guys, as well. Do you know what I mean? And, and he's very calm. He's, those moments are, uh, they can make a difference. He's a great ball carrier and get you up the pitch. Um, I liked him off the right and obviously Danny plays there but I've, he also did really well for me off the left scored a hat trick against Hibs off the left for me at Aberdeen and um, he is somebody that um, that that I really enjoy working through before and hopefully we can enjoy working with each other longer again this time around he's just obviously looking for some way to get back training when he got injured uh, when he got let go off the hearts picked the phone up um, and he was in and it came to a point up to a few a couple of weeks ago where I think right enough's enough we need to either you need to come away as I will know. So we're putting a short-term deal now with a view, hopefully, maybe looking to extend that if all, all goes well. He's a cracking player, isn't he? Is I'm buzzing player. that he's back because it was, was a tough one minute for him. Did he yeah, still did he call you a gaffer when he phoned you back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, aye. Good. He's 33, but he, he, looked, he, looks, he looks younger than that. Is he still as sharp as he was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's still Good. got the tricks in it? Do you still do, right. you still do tricks in that 33? Aye. Can he, aye? Aye, he's got it all. Yeah, he has definitely got a bit. Uh, talking about ex-players, you've came up against one this year again. The dugout, Barry Robson. I must have felt felt quite surreal having managed them. Now we're putting your wits against them. 
Okay, um, you obviously speak to Barry regular enough, and um, no. see, so, sorry, just interrupt. You see, on guys like Barry Robson and Tony Docherty, obviously they know how you work inside out. Like, do you we things like set pieces? Do you then you have to change it because they know what you usually do? Do you need to come up Brilliant with something new? Um, possibly. I actually when we played um, Aberdeen, I'd, I went back to a couple of my old Aberdeen corners that I'd done for a few years back because I've still still got them all. Um, in swingers and out swingers and I thought it would be quite ironic if we could score off one that had actually been invented really up there and we didn't score for it but we should have um, but no I think there's maybe a bit of that I think there's I kind of know how Barry wants to play and obviously Doc not not having been a manager before but you know there's not going to be many surprises I actually don't think there's that many surprises for managers we all kind of I even think the lower leagues managers know the game. There's tactics. There's nobody. There's nothing in the Premier League that's going to blow managers away in the, in, in lower leagues about tactics. You know, everybody's got an idea. It's just working with a level of player and um, and maybe putting together good squads and having how you get the best out of your team. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we're we're all judged on the performance of others. Do you know what I mean? It's my job to make sure my boys play for me as often as they can yeah. as much as you want to be but in terms of tactics and no, that I don't there's very rarely games are won tactically no I think you know because we've all got a rough idea somebody comes in with a different team doing it you can make little adjustments or you can adjust during the game but I do think the tactics part of it um, can be a bit overplayed mm -hmm. to be honest but um, in terms of Barry and the uh, uh, Doc, you know what I mean? It's 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 funny. I would maybe wind them up and say, "By the way, I got your team yesterday," and you can see them. Who uh, <laughs> told you that? Uh, you know what I mean? It's like a <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, what about here? You scored the last minute against Aberdeen. How long would it take you for then you and Barry to then talk? I was in his office straight away after uh, it, were you? Huh? My office. He was in it. <laughs> uh, uh, I said that last year, because uh, back end of last season, uh, that was the first time. Um, and I walked in, I was like, hey, man, I'm seat you. And he got up. But no, we were um, just chatting away after the game. I felt for him because it was a tough time, but it's, it was a big week for him. You know, obviously, kind of done without the end of that Frankfurt game, getting into the cup final. Um, but he'd, uh, he'd said he was going to make loads of changes, which was the right thing to do. And he had his cup final team in his mind. So I think he'd made eight changes for Frankfurt uh, to the Rangers game. So, you know, it's, um, you want, you want your pals to do well, do you know what I mean? Obviously not against them, but, um, you know, I had a good chat with him after the game and um, he, he, Barry's aware of the demands of the club, you know, I signed him in 2012, I think it was. So he's been a player, um, coach, um, um, assistant manager and uh, now manager, so he knows. Did you always know he's going to go into management now? Can you tell with players? Um, do you know what, I always thought he'd be a brilliant member of staff, Barry. Uh, um, you know, I was keen. He's a brilliant competitor. I loved him in uh, the dressing room. You know, as a player, um, brilliant raising standards and training and all the rest of it. Um, when he got to that crossroads, when he still thought. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. He should have been playing, he clearly shouldn't have been. I was telling him, I, I thought his time was coming to an end. I played him in the reserves every week, used to go to Peter Heed every second week and play him with the kids. And you're sort of being a manager with the young boys, he was brilliant with the young boys. Um, I think there is a case for that more with, with youth teams. I think having a senior player in amongst them, the right type of senior player. And Barry gradually became what he became, and you know, he was out of contract. I can. Beg Stuart Milne and the board really to create a role for him. Um, 
um, because I thought it was important that he had something, you know what I mean? Because when players stop playing, it's hard for him to kind of cope with that. And I wanted Barry to, to give the best chance as a, as a coach. And he was brilliant. After that first year, he'd done a wee bit of a hybrid role, gave him the 18's job. And away he went, he, and he, he, and you could see, you could see his influence on the 18's team. Mm-hmm. So he, he then then starts to probably believe in himself as a manager, um, and ultimately he gets the, the the real gig there, the first team job there. So um, you know, I think it's 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 not an easy first job that Aberdeen. You know, um, but the people there, the club know him inside out. They knew what they were getting when they put him in place. So. Um, you know, and it's it's not without his challenges. I mean, he could have went and won the cup on Sunday, and he could lose the night at Livingston, and he's you know, under pressure. Ah, yeah. it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Did you play against manager against Walter then after he was your manager? Aye. What was so, that like the first time you managed? Well, see, against what you're him? talking about there about managers coming in. Um, my my St Johnson team first year up, we beat the Gaffers team four one at McDermott, um, and that was Stephen Davis and all that. Good David Weir, all good team. Um, and we went a diamond against them just to try and overrun them through the middle. Um, and I went my front two against them and Big Killian scored a world that day. Uh, off his left shoulder, vo- volley into the far side over Griggsy. And um, we were brilliant that night, 4-1. And obviously I'd said to the gaffer before it, because um, I said, look, you come in after the game for a couple of beers. So we could hear him doing the, uh, the dressing room in the tunnel. He was absolutely tearing them apart, you know what I mean? Losing his shit. <laughs> And uh, we were all wee bit, me and Dalton, and we'd, we'd, get, a, we'd get a fridge in, because I knew the gaffer was coming, we'd get a wee fridge rolled in through the upstairs bar and filled it with beers and that, because I'm thinking, Coyce and Durant, he's coming with Kenny, and they, they all want a beer, get red wine in for the gaffer and that. And we're kind of humming and humming, they'll come in. And then gaffer comes in, takes his coat off, stands next to me, me and him have a glass of air, we're just chatting away. Brilliant, honestly. Because when you've been bad like that, and... A wee bit of kind of losing a bit of face, you would, um, you just want out because you go in and be respectful. And I say to my staff, five minutes with a slot and then we're out. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Normally, if you get beat, but the gaffer came in, he obviously saw it was a big moment for us. Do you know what I mean? Um, a big deal. The fridge was empty, but we we're getting reinforced beers, reinforcements <laughs> doing for beers for Durant and that. The gaffer, I think, when he's like, ah, they can wait. So he was over an hour in the office. They were um, on the bus. They were on the bus. That's brilliant. And do you know what? I think actually it was a real learning curve for me. That I mean, he actually he, he had the decency because he obviously was full of praise for a team, and and he was bailing inside. And I knew how he just been feeling because I could hear him. But to give you all the applause, all the credit, shake your hand, spend time with my staff. Oh, he says everything about him, to be honest. I mean, but great story. The last thing he wanted to do was come in and, and talk shop with us, but. We ended up laughing, laughing and joking, and he on all the way down. But it was, it was brilliant. So, it's a wee, sign, a wee thing for me that because there's a few managers. I'm not going to name them now, um, but there's a few managers who maybe um, they'll be more visible if they beat you. Uh-huh. Uh, and all of a sudden, you go in looking for them after the game. And when you've beaten them, they're oh, they're with somebody. They're with somebody, and it tells me a lot about people that you know. I always think it's uh, if you get asked in and you want to go in spend time with people, do you know what I mean? And I do think that we're all under the same pressures, do you know what I mean? It's like, I think it is something we could be better at in Scotland. Managers get together, as that, we get together with LMA in England a lot of time and we, we go and do a lot of these kind of, um, kind of days where you can a wee bit more kind of questioning each other and get, they get speakers in and stuff like that. I actually think we could do something similar, getting together more uh, in Scotland because... You're under so much pressure. 100%. Uh-huh. I mean, they talk about better this and better standards and better this but it's the same people who are saying that who are putting managers under pressure all the time yeah. um, so if we started a season where nobody could lose their job this season just go and play every day who, if you appoint a manager to start a season they has to see the job through you think the standard would be better? I think I think you would get a different approach to it that's not going to happen Yeah. because mm-hmm. of course it's not going to happen but if we get something similar closer to that than this for us to have lost a third of the managers already um, before we were into November there and the likelihood is there'll be more um, in the, um, before too long so for me it's uh, we've all got the same issues we've all got the same pressures there's some managers you tolerate better than others but even the ones you don't really particularly think you would go for a pint with too often you still have sympathy for them, for them yeah. because it's you've done it and you're now working as an assistant uh, and, it, and it's difficult it's oh. difficult 
See, you said about Durant in the office there, quite, quite jovial for a laugh all the time. Was he the same when he was a player when you first went to Rangers? Aye, um, obviously I went in there as a Rangers fan. I didn't really know Durant. There was a couple of boys I kind of half knew. Um, but I remember my first day, and obviously Rangers back then, you had to wear a shirt and tie. And the only thing I had at Morton, shirt and tie-wise, was the Mom Morton Blazer and the grey slacks. <laughs> so there was me running about... Um, didn't really have the money to be spending on a, a new suit, but I remember going to Hugo Boss. Um, uh, me and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, um, went and got this Navy Boss, uh, Navy Hugo Boss suit. Loved it. Wore it for about 12 years, but I absolutely <laughs> get all my money's out of it. And I thought, hey, shirt and tie, got this kind of bluey shirt and a kind of goldy and kind of tweedy looking tie. I thought, that looks a bit smart. I'll, very Rangers, that. I'll do made fine. So I remember what I walked in the first day, so I'd done all my medical the day before, and Tuesday morning, next morning, and I was in early, and me Jimmy Bell was looking after me and sort of put me in my peg next to Oz and me Charlie, and then Durante walks in, and he's like that, and he looked at me, and he's looking me up and doing he's like, what the fuck are you wearing, by the way? He's like, we've signed Prince Charles, what are you wearing? So he's going, pull! with the gun so every time somebody came in and he's like you sit there don't take that off and I'm like you sit there don't take that off so every time so somebody, everyone can see you so I'm thinking I might get in the gym while I'm up my knees are so brilliant. every time somebody came in Trevor Stephen Al McLaren all the boys golfing and all that like, Right lads, he met Prince Charles' new signing by the way, he sent him a field player. And that was me, but he was uh, to the point where he was actually really doing my nothing, I'm thinking. <laughs> and he was your right, was he like your uh, he main guy? I was thinking, I really don't like this wee guy now. <laughs> and, uh, but he came up to me about half ten, four out of training, he says, by the way, I'm not funny, he says, eh, your shirt's all right, but get rid of that tie for fuck's sake. He says, if you need anything here, um, sort me out, if you want tickets for your family, just come and ask me, we'll sort you, you'll do well here. And it was that kind of wee bit of, Joke with a jag kind of thing, uh -huh. and me and him were tight, still tight, we still golf, keep in touch, and um, brilliant wee guy, Durante. Um, but then at the time, it was like, pff, I always even remember that. I still had a, even that first day, I still had a club car from Morton, and <coughs> uh, it was for one of the local garage, church garage in Greenock, and it was a big uh, Peugeot 405, right? I loved it. Uh -huh. Cause the only motor I ever had was brand new, and it was burgundy, right? It was like a big. <laughs> Every, every taxi driver at the time drove this Peugeot 405, right? So I'm coming to Paisley, right? So I've, when I arrived in the morning, because we're in the centre reservation, headed as if I'm heading back him. So I parked up. So I'm walking out about half three, quarter to four, first day, oh, went well. Walking across, me Charlie walking out just behind me, and he's like, that. Oh, Taxi! Taxi! <laughs> so next day I'm in the train, he went, do you know what Del's got a taxi? He's like, you'll need to gear that up. Honestly. Yeah, and I love my motor as well, do you know what I mean? Oh, so, brilliant, man. Oh, good days. But it's no kind of settling in, do you know what I mean? Just straight at you, but a brilliant. What a dressing room that was. Del's have been, um, any sort of times you went through and it's been tough times that any of the managers have reached to, to you that you've worked under before that have helped you or gave you a call? Uh, no, I think so. I think, I think we're always kind of similar that like, they maybe wait for a call. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes if I'm, if, if I see somebody maybe I know an ex-teammate or somebody I've worked with before and under a bit of pressure, you'd maybe make sure the weekend I'm going to make sure I phone him Monday and you'd maybe reach out to them and have a blather with them and just try to see where it's at. And sometimes having a fresh conversation with somebody can just help. Um, no, not really. I remember it's in Johnston when we first started. I remember I phoned Big Craig a couple of times, Craig Levine. Mm -hmm. um, just to ask him about different, um, a couple of different situations and asking about a couple of players that, and I always thought he was a good help to me at the start. But it was normally Walter was probably the one that I spoke to the most, and even then it wasn't loads. Do you know what I mean, because sometimes he phone you. Uh, no, it was maybe me phoning him. him. <coughs> but when you did phone him, he'd give you your time. You were on the phone forever, which was was good to him. And I think managers quite like getting phoned. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. But also, we like to help people. Uh -huh. uh, a wee bit of ego with that. I, mean, uh -huh. I think there is a bit of that. Uh -huh. Did you ever get the other way where Walter's team battered you? Uh, they beat us loads, aye. Uh, you, did, you, did you do the same? Did, did I go in? Did I? No, I don't. <laughs> 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 Since you're gloating. They're anti line upside down by his table. These are hopeless, but yeah, that's what Jarrett would be like. Nah, aye, look, obviously, it, I mean, they, he beat us, Mass and John's team, when we won the championship, they beat us in extra time, semi final of the Scottish Cup. At Hamden, they got a penalty in Novo, went down about just eight, nine minutes to go. We'd went one nothing up. 
and then we lost in penalties. Um, so that was a sore one for his. No, his team's. Uh, he would have beat me a lot more than I'd be. Yeah, of course, uh, aye, of course. But no, but I just thought that was an interesting one that you said. You know, that's like um, uh, the last thing he wanted to do was probably sit and talk to me. But I think he he's seen it as a young manager, somebody new, and he gave his time. I think that's. It's no bad thing, that. Sorry, well, we've got another legend, Lewis Ferguson. See, when you worked with him, did you know if at a young age he was going to go and do what he's doing now? I thought he was going to go and have a top career. Did you? What, 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 what did he hear that was different from everyone else? Well, I'd seen him play against my youth team, Aberdeen youth team, against Hamilton a couple of times, or one time, and I liked him. And then I went down and watched him in a cup game. And um, we'd actually been down to 10 men at, uh, at Hamilton Stadium. And we scored the last couple of minutes of the game to, to, to go in front. And I thought he was brilliant the whole game, not in terms of brilliant as in not lacing the ball over the pitch and individual skill, but just his drive. He he was trying to take his own single-handedly, I thought. You know what I mean? He was time and time again, every time the ball went wide, he was running by his centre-forward to get in the box. He was sprinting by his centre-forward to get back in and fell in. Just then the right thing just a boy doing everything right to the letter and then I remember they took centre after losing that goal with two minutes to go and the ball got hit in a diagonal and he's just <laughs> laid one on I think it was my wee left back it might have been me Danny Harvey you know no it couldn't have been maybe and he's just absolutely leathered him and he's only leathered him because he's frustrated and he's yeah. angry and he's thinking he could go after it a yellow card but the sheer will to win and not let the situation go without putting everyone out there now I'm not saying him because he threw an elbow into somebody's face or anything, but it was just the competitiveness of him but I've seen enough in terms of a midfielder who would I, I could have played Lewis in fact I did once at centre half during the game I played him at centre forward and he loved it he was, thought he was Diego Costa he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't he? but I played him at 6 I played him at 8 I played him at 10 I could have played him anywhere and he would have done the job I trusted him against picking up the best um, the, the best strikers in the league whether it was a Morelos or an Edward or a what set Morelos, pieces like set pieces you, so Lewis would go on there aye and sometimes if I was running out of size against but I said you need to go and pick up the big centre he never he never once ever ever and I mean it ever let me down never not yeah, once well. I, can't, I can't even remember <laughs> him dropping a run he just done everything right and so when the opportunity to, to sign him was obviously there was a wee bit of Hamilton of their version of uh, events but they, 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 there was an impasse about trying to sign him again and I had to try and convince the board really he was going to be worth and we worked on the mass and we thought it would be a f somewhere between two and 250 grand and that's a big outlay for Aberdeen at the time no no because they spend that in their dugouts now um, <laughs> but at the time it was a lot of money for me to convince um, the board and thankfully they supported me on it we got him in first day of pre-season doing my testing we actually went to the indoor because it was a bit greasy the surface, you know, it's like you're doing your testing on the, uh, the bleak test and you want to have a true surface. So we went into the sports village and it was shiny, he was always beating every day normally, him and wee Jacko. Um, and there's Lewis, first day, nah, nobody's beating me. And you could see Shinny going, who's this wee guy? Lewis, right through the end, he was the last man standing. And we all that, and it looked at that boy who's like, you know, I'm here to make my mark and they messing about. Um, did you think he'd come in and start for you straight away or did you think he sure. would be a younger one? Would, it, uh, I, I thought, but listen, if you pay, if you're paying 220 yeah. grand for a young player, he, even if it's Aberdeen, he's still, he's got to play. Yeah. But he surprised me how he adapted to it. We played pre-season. He was my best player in training. Um, he best, my best finisher at times. He was my, my fittest player and my strongest player. He was doing everything to the letter. And then um, we played Burnley, the first game of the season, the first European, it was the first game proper. And I played, because um, Burnley went 4 4 2 with Chris Woods and Sam Volks up front. So we just had a screen in midfield and in front, I think it was Tommy Hoban, it was Don Ball actually. And I played Shinny and Fergie as two eights, Sam Cosgrove, Mackay Stevens, and McGinn, stretched out, inverted. And they had two of them, Shinny and Fergie, just ran those those half spaces in between fullbacks and centre backs the whole game. He was outstanding at Petodre, he scored his overhead kick at Tough Muir, we're losing extra time. Um, but he just got better and better from then on in. Do you know what I mean? He was uh, 
and what a great boy. So I mean, to everything he stride, very unfazed. Even at times when he took a bit of stick for people up there about his contract situation, he was just it's like that, isn't it? so lazy fair. I mean, but did you ever need to deal with that? Derry, I, I, I obviously played against Derry. Have you ever Derry. watched him on this, mate? I've no, no. I've always watched this, mate. But I like Derry, and obviously, um, he's got great parents. You know, Carol and Derry are brilliant parents, really supportive, great brothers, great family. Um, network. Even my boy, um, my boy and his pals were going out to Milan in January for a wee, a wee trip, six of them or something. And uh, Jack's lad to me, he said, oh, I'm going to check who AC Milan are in, in Milan are playing that day. And AC Milan were playing Bologna. So Jack messes Lewis, um, hi, can you sort this out? It's only as a six tickets, no bar, just let me know, it's done. Do you know what I mean? Oh, just, ah, what a boy. Just, um, he's not done it yet, but let's not too much <laughs> but, um, Do you ever text him, Dale? You ever get a wee phone call uh, at uh, text with a text conversation, uh -huh. just every now and then, just to see how he's doing and that. But looks like he's going to go again, mate. Another move in the summer. I think I don't if Bologna, unless it's over the top, money comes in in January. And, and listen, normally teams that pay over the top in January come for English Premiership. Mm -hmm. So if if he's going to go in January, I think it'll be England. But, and I've no get any, I mean, Derek will know better. I just think maybe towards the end of the season, I think it'd be a good thing for him to stay at Bologna this yeah. season mm -hmm. and see it out because if he keeps going in the trajectory he's on, he's going to have plenty of options because good players always have good options. He's the captain, aren't he? That's captain as well. Yeah. Sunday against Roma, wasn't it? Would he be um, your best you've managed out there? It's hard that, because I get asked that a lot and I think it's so unfair for me to put one player, you know. Um, Ryan Jack was initially, a, when I first went in, I wanted to build the team around about him and he'd been playing it right back previously a lot of times and I just thought it was a different different level of midfielder that we had. Kenny McLean was brilliant for me. Yeah. Uh, um, 170 grand for St Martin, do you know what I mean? And he was outstanding for me. Um but there's been loads, well it's free agents, you know what I mean? It's uh players you've you've paid a bit of money for, but you know Fergie would be would be right up there. It's just because the boy himself, you know what I mean? And the story's no stop. He's got loads to do yet. Loads to do, and you just know he's going to do it. He's so determined to do it, isn't he? He is. And do you know what? It's like, I do think there was maybe a, a bit of snow. I spoke to a few Premier League managers about him um, um, after I'd left Aberdeen when we were speaking. Some people were asking me about him, and I would just, just take him. You know, mm -hmm. we're two and a half, three million, whatever it was, Aberdeen, except I don't know what it was, the final figure, but just go and get him. That's nothing for Premier League clubs. Because, uh -huh. They're going to have to pay. Ten times that. No, you need probably. to take credit though, you do get the best out of your players. Uh, and I'm so obsessed with, I'm genuinely so obsessed with sort of man management. And man, their fives get beat 7 0 last night, and I don't want to speak to them now. <laughs> and I know some managers still, <laughs> I know some managers don't speak to their players. But I've heard you're very hands on with them. Is that. Do you know what? I just remember how a manager would, could make me feel. Um, the managers who actually gave a shit about me actually took the time, and even if it was five minutes or even just a a wee conversation in the corridor or didn't they always pick you or didn't they always think things aren't they always maybe going perfectly you know what I mean and I think it's a naive to think everything's going to be brilliant all the time do you mm -hmm. know what I mean it's like I think sometimes you need to come into work knowing that there's things that need to be said and there's, there's difficult conversations that need to be had do you know what I mean so I need to make about 50 decisions a day mm -hmm. a lot of the time but s some of my better decisions is pulling players in who have not been playing a lot of times and just having a conversation because I've sat the other side of the desk when managers have either no bothered their ass with me or just spun me a lot of nah, it's a worst. Yeah. and you know you know I mean, <coughs> players can smell it do you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's like a lot of shite and it's just like he's just trying to pacify me but I think if you're brutally honest with players and say these are the reasons why maybe you've not been playing or and they might know disagree with it but a lot of the time today you know what I mean I had a player in a few weeks ago and he says to me I just want to know how I've not been playing and I'm like, well, why do you think you've not been playing? He's like, well, I've not been scoring, I've not had any assists, and I've not really been consistent enough. I'm like, we've well, just answered your Great own question. question. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of the time, they just need to talk. Do you know what I mean? They just need to get it out there. And, and it, I, I always think that when a player leaves a room, they've got to feel better about the situation, and I've got to feel better about the situation. And if you have, if you leave a conversation, for too long, then it becomes a problem. Do you know what I mean? If it's something mm. that, you know, I don't really want to talk to him because it has been a bit unfair. I didn't really know what to say to him because, you know what I mean? He's been doing well in training. I've not really got any real reasons for leaving him out, just other than the team's doing well. But I still think they need to hear that. I still mm. think they need to 
Because they're mind a wonder, weren't it? Aye, uh-huh. and there's nothing worse than that. You know, and I worked, as I say, with managers who who didn't give me the time of day and I know how, I remember how that made me feel. See, one t- one manager that did, you mentioned one before, uh, Gary Megson, so you talked about Lewis going down to England. What age did you go down to England? Was, Dun- was it, am I right in saying it was Fedon United? No, eh... Uh, no, he came no, back to Dundee United, didn't fl- you? Uh, France, Toulouse, I went uh, to, West, to Brom. West Brom. What age were you when you went to the English Premier League? <sighs> 29, 30 maybe, 29. And how important was it for you to have a manager like Gary Mikesy when you went there? Aye, so I'd had a loan spell at Stockport. Stockport won the Championship at the time, I think it was 7th or 8th in the league. And I'd, um, I'd fractured my cheekbone. There's an example, <laughs> we dick, advocate, <laughs> playing training. 11 v 11, and I was always in the Joey team, right? I get when it was Dick's team, because he had the strongest 11 and they played if they were fit. And he used to tell you that. If they're fit, they play. And, you know, all right, I, I, I pay you all well to be ready. I make sure you get the bonus. I mean, we were getting bonuses as squads at 24, getting full bonuses and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, it's a dream for some. We Charlie's like, I like him, by the way. I remember my first pre-season. It's been Charlie Barr. Aye. We were doing, uh, first pre-season, um, with, with that, cause it was also the gaff and Archie, and a wee bit old school pre-season. Archie's like, we're no fucking stopping the day until I see somebody being sick. You know what I mean? And it was a wee bit old school, but it was uh, good. I mean, the runs the gaff and Archie used to give us at times, and we used to go to Choco. And it was a proper boot camp, you know what I mean? Um, but he got his fit for the for the, for the season ahead. But then it was that turnover when, when Dick came in. I remember we were doing these runs, and we were, I was about unsure. And it's probably the, the most we're prepared for pre-season, because you weren't sure. And we are doing these 1,500 metre runs. And we are doing it, and we all started at different sections. And I have a catch out, uh, slow down, too quick, too quick, Miller, too quick. Charles like, I love this guy. <laughs> he says, that's the first time somebody's telling me to slow down, ever. Charles like, he's all right. Um, it was the same that a couple of months later enough. But, um, but I think we, um, what were we talking about there? Megson. Aye. Face so, talk port. So we were doing 11 v 11. Pre, um, and I remember Bob, uh, Stefan Kloss has kicked the ball to Vidi, Tony Vidmar. It's just an accidental challenge. He's caught me his elbow, f- fractured my cheekbone. So I'm lying there, like, my fucking face is collapsing, lying on the ground, and everything, and the physio's running over, and like, ah, he says, I think you might need to come off, and I'm like, right, I'm still lying on the ground. I have a cat comes over, and there's there, you okay, Dale, or anything like He's like, McInnes, give us your fucking bib. <laughs> right? And I'm like, what? He's like, your bib. And he shouted me, Barry Nicholson, over for the, the reserves. The reserves to come over, and he's just like, dragging it over my heat. My face is collapsed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really <laughs> um, so, and then I, eventually I came back for that. I was about 10 weeks in there. The team was doing well, uh, to be fair to him. The team was in a good place. And then I remember we played Celtic Reserves at Ibrooks, um, one of my first games back for that. And Megson, Gary Megson was in the, the stands, I didn't know. I got a call the next day for an agent just saying, Would you go to Stockport on loan to go and play some games? I said, aye. I said, but I need to go and check with the gaffer because then he's an uh, advocate. First he said, no, I need you here. You need to stay fit. And then the week after, he, and I says, look, this is doing me any good. I'm miles away from the first team at the minute. I just need to go and play. I'm just, I didn't even complete a pre-season. So I goes down and then uh, I loved it. I loved him. Uh, what did you like about him? Was he quite honest? I loved everything about him. Loved everything about him. And by the way, for everyone who me, there's another boy who would, wouldn't have liked him. Yeah, yeah. But he was a young manager. When I actually think about it now, I think he was 41, 40, 41 when he was manager at um, Stockport. And what an influence he had on me. And I love my time there. A lot of my pals for that era, still my pals now. Paul Cook, manager Chessfield. And, oh, what a guy, Paul uh, Cook. Cookie, and just spoke to him the other day there. And, you know, we had big Brett Angel up front, Tony Dinnan, um, Sean Connolly, good Colin Woodford. We had a good Marty McIntosh, you know, and Fisco Bride. We'd, uh, we'd a really good, uh, team spirit, but he was so honest. We played 4-4-2, tight pitch at Edgley Park. Um, and we p- picked results, you know what I mean? It was like, showed what could be done. And I loved his training. I loved the intensity. I loved his competitiveness. And I liked how much he loved me, which, you know, we, we all, I. <clears throat> so the loan finished and he wanted to keep it going, but I, the advocate brought me back. And see, to be honest, as much as I wanted to stay out on loan, you come back and you, I played in the Scottish Cup final, we won the treble against Celtic, so... Well, you started in the Scottish Cup final, didn't aye, you? Aye, so... Was that, was that a shock that you were starting? Aye, aye, it was. Just name the team the day before or just when you get to him then? A wee inkling, maybe a couple of, no, no, it was a couple of days before in training, I, th- I think we Fergie said, I think you're going to start Saturday, and I still wasn't sure, but 
we did. Um, uh, we Rod scored what Rod was, got a treble and uh, a brilliant memory for me. And you, you don't want to give that up, obviously, to, you know, wow. playing days like that. Yeah. You know I mean, that's why you're there. But Megson had always said to me, he says, look, if I ever get to a club that can get you, uh, what were you? He says, I'll make you my first signing. So six months later, I go to uh, Toulouse, um, one promotion over there, come back for pre-season, um, didn't look as if I was going to play, play it to lose. Megson was trying to get me, kept West Brom up the season before. And they put, I think it was 600 grand bid in and Toulouse accepted it and, you know, off we went. Um, so my missus going for the south of France to... To West, to Burnwell. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> remember that first day, I was like, <laughs> patting Jack and Hayden. Um, in a way, she's like, I'll phone you when I get to the hotel. And I was staying in the motorhouse at the top of the, the Birmingham Road that just lying for the stadium. And um, she's like, so how is it? I'm like, oh, it's lovely. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I, I love my time there, but I knew what her life was like in South of France. I mean, at the time, so. But football-wise, it was it was a hundred percent a brilliant move for me, and um, you know I loved it. I responded to him. We'd done some good things there at West Brom, and uh, what a club! Absolutely, we 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 were the catalyst that team um, for what the club is now. It's, I know it's been up and down in Premier League a few times, and but we had good people throughout the club, and the gaffer drove it. Um, he was um, probably the man I probably learned most from in terms of showing what could be done. We won promotion that second year with Man City and we should have been nowhere near it with the squad we had. Okay. But runs the life of us, absolutely runs the life of us. I think we had 29 clean sheets. I think it's still a championship record. 46. Playing 4 4 2 as well? No, 3 5 2. It was three, the first five, two, time. I'd, I'd played 3 5 2 a few times with Walter. <clears throat> and we played better teams. We, sometimes we played Celtic, we went that way. Um, but it's the first time I'd, I'd worked for a manager to fully committed to three five two, bags of legs midfield, athletes on the side, big and strong at the back, a goalkeeper who was magnificent Russell Holt, and a front two either Danny Dicky, Lee Hughes, Jason Roberts, Scott Dobie, boys. Lee Hughes was mad, wasn't he? <laughs> he done that celebration that uh, uh, I didn't remember. Uh, well, no, 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 Lee Hughes, he's a madman. Uh, well, you've I, gave us so much your time. I appreciate it. Just a wee bit about Craig Brown. Wanted to ask you about. How much I help you was it at Aberdeen when you were there? Do you know what? I think just in a kind of quiet way, you know what I mean? Craig was, um, I think Craig was always there for a lot of the younger managers, you know, and uh, he was a help to me when I was manager at St Johnson, obviously. When I goes up there, it was a bit, um, a bit unusual in the sense he'd been the previous manager and obviously I knew Archie and Archie and him left. Um, but Craig stayed on in the board. But he never really interfered too much, to be honest. He never interfered too much. Um, but... It was, you always had supportive messages from him in any conversations. And you know what? Craig was just a good guy, uh, good, good storyteller, loved the boys, loved company. Um, I, I, I was just a good guy to be about. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, there was none of, I never ever felt at any point that he was envious of how well we're doing. And which, for a manager who'd been there, might have been a wee bit natural to yeah. think that. I, I thought he was fully behind me and Doc. And, you know, it's, um, obviously he was, uh, he was well thought of by everybody. Uh, Do you enjoy doing the media? Mm-hmm. Good one, Andy. Selfie stuff like this. <laughs> I enjoy it, except if you used to. I do, actually. I, the media were good to me when I was in the Walton, and, you know, I, I, and I always, I seen it from their side of it a lot more, because mm-hmm. obviously, you get angry, didn't you, a lot of time with stuff that's get written and said, and you think it's all a bit unfair and a bit too lazy at times, some of it. But you actually go to the other side of it, there's people with jobs to do, and, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I was enjoying what I was doing before I came back in here and you know I, I don't I don't do loads but well have you and Coist are really good together aye me and me and him but <laughs> uh, nah truthfully I, I actually enjoy I enjoy doing it to be honest I think uh, the European games it probably f- suited um, uh, TNT to ask because it was Rangers and Aberdeen working hand in hand really um, one early kick off one late so rather than getting separate guests in, maybe somebody with a connection of both. So it's worked for me with the European stuff. And um, no, I enjoyed it, to be honest. Still enjoying it. Gave you a wee buzz to get killed at a final. Do you know what? I was the biggest thing on Sunday when I was doing the game. And then I said that to the staff on Monday when they came back in. It was like, just choking for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. want us to be there. And it could have been us. Um, and I, I think we will. I genuinely think we will. I, I mean, I was a bit jealous and envious that you're no in the dugout. And... Um, in a cup final, so but we've been we'll, so close so many times I as well, aren't we'll you? I think we will get there uh-huh. here. Um, 
I'm convinced of it. Um, I think we're, we've got a team and performances in us that can win against anybody as you've seen in the league and you only need to win five cup games to win a trophy and, and uh, it's definitely doable for us. How would they for you? Would you? Put <laughs> 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 that camera off, let's go. BSA <laughs> <laughs> as well mate, only meant to give us 45 minutes and gave us all his time. Ah, what a man. Last one, much. just go on, mate. Uh, any of your goals changed since the start of the season or still the same? Probably still the same, you know, we've got a little mini um, private target we set with the players about where we expect to be. Um, we know what what you need to be on at certain um, uh, moments in the season if we're going to be in that top six. So we're just probably on track for that, um, but we're looking to improve on it, do you know what I mean? So uh, I think we'll get better as we go along. Obviously everybody needs injuries to be county and keeping key players fit and we're no different than that like every team you know if we can keep our key players fit guys who are mainstays for us then it'll go a long way but no win a cup hopefully top six and just stay away from relegation you know what I mean because this league is so tight that if you do hit a little downturn then you can easily find yourself back down there and we want to make sure that I just want us to hang about the top six for as long as possible and still until it resonates with all my players that no do you want this is where we are do you know what I mean? And I still think there's a few that need convinced of that. Del McKinnis, what are you watching? Thanks very much, mate. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.